Good Monday morning. Oh man. How was your weekend? Mine was fantastic. And not because I did anything super monumental, but it's all about those uh, little incremental gains that are super important in life. Long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. And so that's what it's about. Just little steps, little steps, little digestible bits, right? You got this huge freaking T-bone steak in front of you that you got to eat and you're not even hungry, right? Well, how do you finish it? One bite at a time. (laughs) All right, so some exciting news here in the uh, the old podcast. First is I uh, developed an audio budget, went out on Amazon and got me a microphone, so hopefully I sound a lot better, sound a lot clearer. The only other issue though, to go along with the microphone, which uh, once again, I got some great feedback from one of my uh, more attractive listeners, and she recommended that I get me a microphone and I was on the same page. So I've got it now, it's running, I like it. I definitely sound better, or clearer, I said better. Nobody's ever a fan of their own voice. But it may pick up more noises in the Mini. <laughs> Once again, 2004 Mini Cooper S with all the quirky issues that come with 154,000 miles is uh, my, my wife, she motivated me. Look, see, look at that. Even I can be motivated, all right? My wife motivated me to remove the, to replace the headliner. We actually saw somebody doing it on a, one of those uh, DIY restoration shows. They uh, had the same model mini as me, popped off all the, all the features on the interior, ripped the headliner out, sprayed down a new headliner and my wife's like we could do that let's do it and i said yes yes and so uh yeah let's do it so that's what i did yesterday it was beautiful out here in northern virginia not a cloud in the sky loving that sun and by the time we went to the old fabric store and got some uh sweet uh sweet fabric to put on the the headliner didn't really get time to spray it down Um, and then also I would have had to put it back in and button it up and everything so there may be some more rattles more creaks in the old mini all right so time to get to the motivating right that's what we're all about here so this weekend people living for the weekend I'm telling you folks, I understand Friday, you're excited because maybe you have plans, maybe you have no plans, maybe you're all about that lounge life on the weekend to recharge the batteries, and that's understandable, especially if you're going uh, going hard throughout the week, putting in the long hours, I, uh, I will tell you that t- at times in my career, that I wanted to get out of work as soon as possible. Now granted, that's the, uh, 
the mentality you have when you're salary that the longer you're at work, the less your quote-unquote hourly rate and the less you make. And uh, definitely that's something that every sailor, I think, has done when they've gone on a, a deployment because you're essentially on call 24-7. That you try to figure out your hourly rate for, you know, your six-month deployment or however long. So however much you got paid over those six months broken down to hourly. And it's something very tiny and de- depressing. And uh, and if you've never done it and you're in the Navy, don't, don't do it. it. It's not a worthwhile adventure. Uh, it definitely doesn't give any perspective. It just makes you feel underappreciated. <laughs> but so definitely times in the military when when you're in port and you can go home that you definitely want to spend as little time as possible there. What do I got to do to make my bosses happy to say I can go home and get me out of here? Because definitely in the Navy, you're not punching an eight-hour clock. You're punching uh, until the work for the done is, until the work for the day is done, right? And if something's broke, you're staying until it's fixed. And if everything's peaceful on the on the old divisional front and you've got your training done for the week, well, why am I here? And especially because of the mentality that when you're out to sea, you're on call the whole time. So when you're in port, you really got to take advantage of that liberty. So definitely, a, you know, a 20-year career in the military gets you that mindset of if nothing's going on and I've only been at work for two hours, then I, I need to leave. <laughs> You know, if, if nothing's going on, everything's smooth, everything's good, everybody's happy, duty section's got it, then let's get out of here. And so transitioning in, into the civilian life, and now punching a clock, working a 40-hour work week, you know, having an, an eight-hour shift at core site, but really, once again, it, I'm all about getting the job done. And then also transitioning into a very, I'll say unique, but it's different. My, my expertise is reactors. You need me to shim rods, I'm probably still one of the best in the business. I probably actually still have a lot of casualties memorized, and I look forward to the day that I don't. <laughs> all right. Because I, I just I need to free up space up there for other things. But I, I want to get better at this industry. I want to be have the same level of expertise and knowledge and understanding. Uh, I want to be the go-to leader. I mean that's important, right? As a leader, to not only have the soft skill sets and you know be humble and compassionate and a great listener. Um, but also knowing your gear, obviously, right? A technician's going to come to you with technical questions, and if every time you got to go to somebody else or look it up, well, they're going to stop coming to you because you're just the middleman. And so transitioning into uh, this uh, civilian life, and then also this thing called overtime, which is a crazy concept that if you work more than 40 hours in a work week, well, now they're paying you time and a half, your hourly rate. 
uh, just blows my mind. But where I'm going with this, and if uh, you're patient with all my podcasts, because that was some other feedback too, that sometimes I can get on a tangent. And there's always a point to it, but you know, trying to stay focused on the task at hand is that, and this is something Elon Musk does as well. Elon Musk, he works crazy ridiculous hours. And most people that are super uber successful uh, definitely put in the hours. Part of it is because it's not work for them. It's the passion. It's that joy that they find in the process. And that's something I've, I've spoke to on other posts and other videos I've made. Um, but definitely being in love with the process can make a world of difference. Because once you get to the destination, just like planning a trip or a vacation, right? If you know that in six months you're going to Jamaica or going overseas or just going to some destination you've never been or you've been a million times because you freaking love it that excitement that builds up with it you know the thought of planning the trip of packing your bags and that date on the calendar and you're so pumped about it it's actually statistically well not statistically well statistically and uh studied emotionally and psychologically that there actually is more joy and excitement and more endorphins and serotonin well i'm trying to make sure i get my chemicals right here serotonin is a love chemical Oh, dopamine, there we go. Endorphins, not endorphins are from exercise, yep. So dopamine, there we go, give me a sec here. It releases more dopamine in the process of looking forward to the trip than the actual trip itself. And so in fact, once you get on that plane, once you land, once you get into your hotel, check in and get settled, yes, it feels fantastic, it feels great. You are on vacation. If you've done it right and planned it right, you will enjoy it and enjoy every second of it. But the actual process of leading up to it actually releases more dopamine and gives more satisfaction and joy. And people are in better moods when they have something to look forward to like that. So can you imagine that if you had a trip you had planned out in a year from now and for an entire year, you just being excited and, and overwhelmed and just the thought of the trip you're taking and how that improves your life or quality of life and outlook and attitude compared to the you know week-long two-week-long trip that it may encompass and how quickly that flies by right so being dedicated to the process folks instead of the destination because once you're there guess what the next destination gets planned out the next end goal gets planned out. You achieve one goal, you don't settle there. Why would you? <laughs> right? Unless that end goal that you set and achieved is perfection, which if you do achieve that, please let me know how you got there. Hit me up. I'm curious what perfection looks like for you and why you got nothing else, no other goals to work towards. And so in ded being dedicated to the process, putting in the long hours, at Corsite, I, I was looking at my uh, my pay stubs and my time card for the last year because I'm I was curious of of what I really put into Corsite so far 
it's just very interesting, especially when it all is attract and, and monetized appropriately for those hours. And once again, the time that you have on Earth, that's a super uber precious commodity, but we still got to trade it for some kind of uh, fiscal gain so that way we can pay for things in life, right? I've never put in a 40-hour work week at Corsite. Uh, I've put in a lot of long hours at Corsite. And if you think for one second, oh, well, if I was getting OT, I would stay there all the time too. No, I, I love my wife. I love my, my family. I like doing things outside of work. Trust me. If I could take a week off and just work on this mini, I would. I mean, I have other hobbies and interests. <laughs> but I put in the time because I had a goal in mind. I knew what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to dominate another industry. I wanted to be more successful in my second Well, that doesn't happen overnight and realizing that everything has a set amount of time. You, you can't cheat the process. You, there are no shortcuts in life. Oh man, that's that could be a, an entire motivational mini podcast in itself. The shortcuts we try to take in life. Actually, write that down for me, everybody, and uh, and email me that or send me that. Okay, shortcuts in life. That's an entire freaking podcast. So, once again, going on a tangent. Sorry, honey. Try my best here. I'm only my third episode in. I'll get better. I promise. I'm dedicated to the process. I'm gonna put in the hours. But in that regard, when Friday rolls around and I've got 50 and in a few instances, 60 hours in for that week, you know, Elon Musk, he, he averages like 80 hours a week in dedication to his business, his profession, his craft, his goals, his success, 80 freaking hours. But he doesn't do it just to be like, brag about the hours he puts in. He says, what you accomplish in one week, or what you accomplish in two weeks, right? If you work in a 40 hour work week, what you accomplish in two weeks, he gets done in one. So something that would take you two years to accomplish, he gets done in one. And then if you just extrapolate that out, obviously, if you had a goal that takes you 10 years and you're getting it done in five, well, that it just makes 100% sense that if you really want to get there and you can't cheat the process, right? You need to become a master. You need to give 10,000 hours to that craft or that skill to become a master. You can't cheat it. And so when we're putting in those hours and we're putting in that time, and we're dedicating and loving the process, then Friday, yeah, well, you can look forward to it because you got the weekend to kind of recharge, recoup, maybe work on some things that obviously during the week you couldn't get to because you're putting in the hours and the time. But my point to this about the weekend and what we do and how we look forward to it is because if you're in a job where you do the bare minimum, you clock in exactly when you need to and you clock out not a second later than you've got to. And then 
on Friday. It's I can't wait to leave this place because I want to go home and think nothing of it because I can't stand it. And you're in that rat race, that vicious cycle of looking forward to the weekend. And then Monday now rolls around and you've got a case of the Mondays because, oh God, back to this thing that I have zero passion for, zero like for. But it pays the bills, right? I gotta earn money, so this is how I do it. And that mentality that it can't get any better. This is as good as it gets. So I live for the weekend. So already, if you're already on Monday, hating work, hating emails, hating your boss, hating your colleagues, zero passion for what you're doing, and you're already thinking about the weekend on Monday morning, and then Friday rolls around and you, you can't even work right because you're already checked out mentally from your process, from your vocation. <laughs> That's a huge indicator that you need to change something up in your life. You need to get motivated. <laughs> you need to sit down and write what your passions are, what you enjoy. There's got to be some reason why you have the job you have. And it could be a stretch to find out what that is, but figure out what it is. And even if the only thing you have on there is one thing that you like about it and 10 other things you don't, well, now you know where to start once again. Once again, writing something down, brainstorming, putting it on paper or typing it up in a Word document, whatever, you know, you don't have to be analog like me. In fact, I highly, highly, highly recommend you don't world's going digital go digital don't waste paper don't create more paper waste than you need to however you got to track it tracking what about your job you like do I like my colleagues do I like my boss write it down uh, pros and cons or just okay when I go to work and I do this I have 10 tasks at work that throughout the week or the month or the quarter that I have to accomplish. Do I like any of those tasks? Do I like any of the things I'm responsible for? And that will let you know, am I on the right track? Okay, so the person above me actually does more of the things I like or they do less of the things I like, so then that's not where I should be heading next. Or other people in other departments do things that sound more interesting or are more aligned with my passion. Maybe I'm in the wrong field. Or maybe I could use my skill sets um, in Excel, Word, uh, Microsoft, pick your platform, software. I could use those skill sets in a different field. And it'll be eye-opening for you. Because it'll let you know I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing the wrong thing, I could be doing more of this and less of that. And I think, yeah, write it down. Get it out there. Don't just dwell on it and live for the weekend because your work week sucks. 
year flies by and all you're thinking about is your yearly trip to somewhere whatever and that's the once again the rat race that you're in 10 years to fly by and what do you got now the dreaded r word regret please people it's <laughs> that that's my goal in life is to not be some 90 year old person talking about what I woulda, shoulda, coulda, oh, you know, I had a passion for this or a love for this or if only I had just taken a chance and done that. And that's something Gary Vee actually uh, preaches a lot about, which he's spot on, is regret and his interactions with older people when he was younger and even now the interactions he has with older individuals. They don't talk about the expensive things they bought, the clothes, the jewelry, the houses. Um, and, and sometimes they don't even talk about their experiences as much as they think and dwell on what they would have liked to have done differently. And obviously that's huge perspective in life. I talked about that before where trying to get uh, perspective for younger folks so difficult because they have no concept of time and once again people who are one foot away from exiting this earth they have tons tons uber perspective on life and so they think about the things they would have done differently because they realize that that compounding interest would have paid dividends if they had just taken that leap of faith, right? On the other side of fear is success and happiness. That's real people. So once again, talking about getting out of your comfort zone. You don't have to ignore fear. Just be aware of it, right? Fear is what keeps you from doing something dumb and putting your body in harm's way. But sometimes we let that fear get the best of us and prevent us from doing something that's not going to hurt us or destroy us. If anything, it just teeny tiny little emotional scar. Maybe it dings your pride a bit. But fear, folks. Be aware of it. You don't have to ignore it. You can know that it exists. This thing I'm about to do I've never done before. I'm scared. But wait, what does being scared do? It just produces anxiety, which is going to make me perform worse. So is being scared helping me or hindering me from really going in on this and truly succeeding? If I go into a race that I've never done before, but I really want to do well or want to give it my best, but I'm scared of the competitors, they've already got the upper edge. I'm already working at a disadvantage. And in that regards, I may fail worse now because of that fear. And then would I try it again? Would I attempt it again? Maybe not. So now that we've dwelled on regret and the fact that we want to minimize that in life, 
and the fact of what we're doing on our Monday through Friday and punching the clock. So here we are on a beautiful Monday morning. And what are you going to do with it? How are you going to start your work week? How are you going to plan out your work week, right? Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, starting your own business. So you're your own boss. What are you going to do? How are you going to plan your successes in your endeavor? Especially if you're a young entrepreneur. And, and really, the, to me, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Especially when you don't have a heck of a whole lot. But sometimes there's a lot riding on it. I understand that especially when you go all in on yourself and your passion and what you're trying to drive or create. And then obviously you want to monetize it because you need money to be able to pay the bills and have success. But how are you planning out your week? What are you going to do this week that's going to be awesome? So on Friday... When you're looking forward to the weekend, you can look back on all your successes, on all the hard work, on on your dedication to the process, what you got better at, what you succeeded at. And yeah, of course you can look back and go, oh, I could have done this more, I could have done that. Maybe I could have stayed late here, worked a little harder on that. Guess what, there's next week. And you get a little better, a little stronger. All right, so this weekend, I'll share with my way with you what I did too because I think those that are dedicated to the process and want that extra edge, I'm not saying that they don't take time off, um, but always thinking about it, always growing. And it doesn't have to be in, in, the, in the professional side. Definitely on the personal side, I think we always have room to grow and having that growth mindset. You know, it's not just about uh, increasing or amplifying your hard skill sets definitely the soft skill sets having that emotional intelligent intelligence self-awareness self-reflection self-drive and that's something guess what you're always with yourself you're always your worst critic your biggest critic you should be your biggest fan I'll tell you that much your biggest cheerleader and in that regards, you can't get away from yourself. It means you got a lot of time to have that internal monologue. And so this weekend, um, I worked on my network. It was on LinkedIn a lot on Saturday, and it was fantastic. Had some great feedback with some uh, shipmates of mine who were about to make the transition. And whatever... Whatever little bits of wisdom, experience, expertise, advice, and and giving it to them straight and keeping it honest and truthful, I know it's going to help them out 100%. But it also makes me feel better that I'm giving back, that I'm looking out for for not just... It's easy for me to, to work with people I've worked with before in the military. And then it's, you know, veterans helping veterans, which is awesome. I'm all about that. That's our tribe. A tribe I used to, you know, obviously be a member of in a big way. But then in my mind, I'm like, you know, if if it was just a random person, I would still give them the same advice. I would still treat them the same way. 
and that makes me feel better knowing that I'm being human and looking out for my species and other humans and I want them to do well and succeed. I used to not always think that way. That was a fault of mine, looking at uh, our species as just a bunch of idiots who are trying to annoy me. Well, that's a super uber negative attitude. And even sometimes it creeps back into my mind, like when I get annoyed in large crowds and I, I try to be calm about it, be master of my attitude in my universe. And that's a challenge for me. But I definitely have a different perspective on human beings now. And I, you know, I definitely, I definitely don't have the old mentality that we're all jerks and we all grow and turn into this narrow-minded individual that I just need to do my best to avoid. Because it's a negative attitude. It doesn't, it doesn't help. So if you have a positive attitude and realize that people might just be misguided, misinformed, and maybe somebody hasn't enlightened them, been courteous enough to show them, a, show them the way or the right way, extend them an olive branch, So I was on LinkedIn, helping out some people, and that was awesome. But I'll tell you what else I was doing on LinkedIn too, which I think for some could be scary. And once again, trying to master my fears, is I was just randomly hitting people up and connecting with, uh, well, trying to connect with strangers. And then after they accepted my connection, I sent them a message, a personal message. And I said, hey, welcome to my network. If you need any help, I'll, I'll, I got your back. And for a lot of them, the next message I got was, what do you mean? What are you talking about? What is this? <laughs> it's so interesting, the fact that people wanted to accept my connection. And a lot of times, I, I've gotten that feedback before, um, during some of the TAPS classes, um, Onward Opportunity, and then uh, Four Block is another transitioning course that was awesome, where they're like, oh, you know, put in a message, because sometimes if you just try to randomly connect with people, they don't know you, they're gonna ignore it. And that's well within their right, that if they don't know me and don't feel comfortable and they want their network to be individuals that they've collaborated with or, or have something, have good intentions, right? I mean. You know, you get burned by somebody and that makes you a uh, suspect of, of other people's intentions or actions. But for somebody, um, and I did this intentionally, I could have put a message saying, hey, this is why I want to connect or try to explain it out. But I, I just wanted to be organic in the sense that they took a leap of faith or that they're not uh, going in with any uh, misconceptions or, or fears. But it's interesting when a random stranger on LinkedIn will accept your connection, which means now like they've accepted you into their network or added you to it, or you know, you've joined their they've joined your network. That that they'll do that, but then when I try to reach out to them, they're very then they're very skeptical. Like you know, it, when I tell them welcome to the team, and for them they're like, wait, what did I just do? What happened? Did I join something? Am I part of a cult? No, 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 no. 
you're part of my network now. Like, I, it, but it was interesting in the conversation that I had with these individuals to explain to them what I'm about and what this means to me. That my network is a living, breathing organism of awesomeness, and welcome to it. You took a leap of faith. I appreciate it. And in that regards, and that trust that we're trying to to build here uh, through our species and through this uh, social medium, that if you need anything, I'll assist you. And even even people I found uh, on LinkedIn that work work at Corsite or used to work at Corsite, you know, I, I threw them connections as well, and then, uh, had great great conversations with with them as well. A couple people, uh, actually, there was one up in Boston, there was one in Chicago. I've never met them before in my life, but you know, just the fact that we share in that experience um, of of working at Corsite is awesome. And so, just hitting it up with them. So that was awesome on Saturday, and then on Sunday, took apart my headliner, which I would have never have done without the motivation of my wife. So thank you, honey. That's why you are the best partner a man could ask for. It definitely motivate me to, to do and accomplish awesome, awesome things and, and get out my comfort zone. Uh, you know, once again, five years ago, would I have even had the nerve to really tear apart my car, tear apart my my all my A, B, and C pillars, take up, take off all the fixtures here in my car and tear out the, the liner. Think of that I would even ever be capable of putting it all back the right way, but I have no fear now. And with my wife's slight um, motivation and pushing me in the right direction, I did it. And it's gonna be awesome once it's done. So thank you, honey, shout out to you. You'll probably hear me shout out to her a lot because she's freaking awesome and I love her um, but so I did that and I, I helped put in her backup camera that I had been dragging my feet on uh, for the longest time but once I got it done once again she loved it was appreciative of, appreciative of it and that, that felt good too and then uh, we went to the gym both Saturday and Sunday taking care of our physicals being in the right shape of mind, having that, that, that culture, that mentality, that, that habit of taking care of ourselves, investing back in our body. And so overall, you know, once again, like I talked about in the very beginning, it was a great weekend. I didn't do anything super crazy. I just, uh, just worked on myself, you know, and it's those little, little things, you know, like yesterday, going to the gym, it was late at night, we were kind of tired. Could have easily been like, ah, we'll go tomorrow and put it off. But we stuck to it. And then when we got home, me and my wife were super happy. And it's something we share, too. It's, it's awesome that we share that. And we weren't there long. It was a small little investment. But we made the right choice, invested in ourselves. It felt great. Yeah, I mean, we're both sore today. And we laugh about it when we're, <laughs> we're super sore. Getting up is tough because all every muscle is 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 letting you know that you went to the gym but um yeah so it's just it's awesome and once again that goes back to that that self-reflection self-awareness piece where you know that if i just do the little things and just keep doing the little things over and over again and then in a year from now that commitment that me and my wife have to the gym and taking care of ourselves and feeling good and looking good and uh, and it's awesome. It really is. So 
little little steps folks little steps so once again here's monday looking you in the face what little thing today are you going to do different to improve your life uh, or improve who you are make your workplace a better place or make yourself more tolerant of the things that maybe you're intolerant about for no reason man i hope this has been a, a great podcast for you it has been for me i am at work and i'm ready to go kick ass so i do truly love y'all please uh look me up on linkedin uh, rico Bessé. and uh i mean you can look me up on facebook if you want to i pop on both but obviously linkedin is more my gig right now with the the motivation and feedback and leadership and, and trying to help people transition and then also just trying to get better in myself using other people as resources to get to where I want to go in my my uh, professional career. And with that, I love y'all. And dang it, Sarah, I'm letting you down here. With uh, with my sign off, <laughs> my wife gave me a, a great sign off. And oh yeah, so there was a principal at my my daughter's school in Virginia Beach. Uh, Shelton Park Elementary and he used to say have a good day intentionally so to y'all please be intentional be with purpose and have a great day